All right, Colts fans. So the whole offseason, we've been talking about what kind of quarterback, which quarterback the Colts are going to go in this draft. But let's pull the curtain back. Let's talk about the quarterback position in general and which way the NFL is going with the position so far. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day this is your daily podcast covering your indianapolis colts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football gm ever dreamed of becoming an nfl gm and managing your franchise then this game is definitely for you to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores our listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in all caps in the game store i'm zach hicks your favorite half of this show's host right here uh, you can also find my work on horseshoehello.com today i'm joined by a very special guest here in emory hunt at fball game plan there on twitter uh, the brightest mind and when it comes to just covering the sport in general my favorite go-to guy for draft work and you know if you guys love his draft work as well go to his twitter go check uh, anywhere that you know his work uh here emory hunt's work and you can get his draft guide it is the most extensive expansive draft guide out there it's over what a thousand scouting reports in there right emory over 1,000 individual scouting reports, the largest draft guide in existence, the one that only has scouting reports for every prospect that's listed in the book. Not a list, not numbers, ranking 26 through 150. No, yep. everyone in there, scouting report. Yeah, yeah, it is It is where I go to when the Colts draft one of those day three, uh, you know, FCS or even division two type guys. I'm like, OK, I need to go to Emory because I know that he's looked at this guy. You know, Rodney Thomas last year was the perfect example. One of the few guys who actually looked it up. So make sure you guys are going and grabbing yourself a copy of that uh, today, though. I have Emory. I pulled him aside and we're not just going to talk draft. We're going to kind of have a very open floor conversation about what the quarterback position is in the NFL, because, again, this whole draft process you guys have heard us on this show every day talk about anthony richardson versus bryce young versus cj strahoud versus will levis but we haven't really talked about what this position is and what you really need to succeed in the nfl going forward and i again i'm kind of using emory here to kind of push my agenda of the way that i view the quarterback position so to kind of get this conversation started off you know we've seen kind of a shift in recent years of the NFL being more receptive to mobile quarterbacks. You know, they're finally getting on that train. You know, we saw glimpses in the past, Cam Newton, RG3, Cordell Stewart uh, years ago and stuff like that. But now we're kind of seeing a big shift with Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, we're seeing a lot of guys. Lamar Jackson obviously was the big forefather of all this here. But we're seeing a lot of guys kind of fit that mobile mold here. Emory, have you kind of seen the NFL go in that direction in recent seasons? Yeah, they've gotten smarter because at the end of the day, this is what was going on at the high school level, at the collegiate level for decades. So, And it could have happened at the NFL level, but the NFL was just reluctant to put, and just to be blunt, black quarterbacks at that position. You go all the way back to Warren Moon. He had to go up to Canada and play five years, winning five straight Grey Cups. Imagine someone going up and playing their early parts of their career, essentially part of their prime, and winning championships before 
having to being able to come back down to the states and, and do the same thing, not winning championships, but playing at a high level. But man, what what if he hadn't had to go up to Canada and win five straight great cups? I keep saying that. Imagine someone winning five straight Super Bowls. That's what Warren Moon did in Canada. And then we saw the teams, teams just not fully buy into Terrell Pryor. Vince Young, those guys, Randall Cunningham had his stretch of success as well before we got to see Michael Vick. So, and then you saw other guys come in that had the mobility, your Donovan McNabbs, your Aaron Brooks that came in and made a splash. Now, McNabb had more sustained success than Aaron Brooks, but both guys went through parts of their career where they wanted to prove they can be a pocket passer and not run. Why? Because of the stigma that was attached to guys right. that get out there and be athletic. So I'm glad that we're seeing teams smart up, smarten up now because there's a there's so many guys that should have been playing quarterback that we've missed out on Charlie Ward being one of them you know was told that he was too short to play quarterback cuz he was 62 but he's tall enough to be a first round pick in the NBA and play for a decade plus so make it make sense yeah yeah and to me again I'm much younger than you and and I have not as experienced in this industry as you are so maybe I'm like showing my age a little bit here, but for me, the big change happened in that 2018 and 2019 turn right there. We had again, Josh Allen coming in and he's a guy who couldn't really throw the ball very well coming into the league, but he had such an ability on the ground as a rusher uh, that he was able to kind of sustain himself with a high floor early on. And then obviously Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, it feels like changed a lot uh, for this. And he opened the door to guys like Jalen hurts to guys like Justin Fields and stuff. And then Kyler Murray obviously showed the, the outlier with the size and stuff, you know, a guy like Kyler Murray would not have gone first overall, you know, decades ago, but because of that incredible ability, because of what Lamar Jackson did the season before it kind of changed. Do you think that was kind of a turning point there? I, again, I know with Lamar Jackson, all this stuff that's going on this off season, we're still not fully where we need to go because if this was a pocket passing quarterback we have already given him all his money you know well and again it is it's people tap dance around the, the topic you know it's yeah. clearly a race thing you know when it's josh allen it's okay to allow him to slowly grow and develop and work through his issues juxtaposed to malik willis to where folks want to throw him away right after an inconsistent scattershot rookie year where he didn't know if he was going to start this week or play this week or if he could throw two incompletions in a row and so now we're seeing teams hey tennessee need to go get a quarterback well why not let him grow and develop and work through his issues like josh allen was able to do it became who josh allen is in year three so yeah. and, and if it wasn't for russell wilson another athletic black quarterback who was short then we wouldn't have gotten to the point where we're seeing Kyler murray even though Doug Flutie should have got a shot yeah. when Doug Flutie went, had to go up to Canada and win Grey Cups, you know, before he got somewhat of a shot in the NFL, despite having to bring Buffalo back in that 98 season, only to not start the playoff game, it gave way to Rob Johnson, which they end up losing that game to the Music City Miracle. So, again, coaches have been biased by height, by race, all throughout the NFL at that position. And it has yeah. burned teams time and time again. And I'm glad we're starting to see teams put the focus on winning football games because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That keeps you employed. That keeps fans from, you know, for it keeps fans buying tickets, going to the game, buying apparel, win games. So play your best players and put your best product out there on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and let's talk about how this ability at quarterback 
contributes to winning games now. Because again, look, the end all be all is to get a Pat Mahomes type. You want the Pat Mahomes type, the guy who can win from the pocket, who can win outside the pocket, who can win on the run, who can win past the sticks, you know, wherever. Pat Mahomes can do kind of everything for your offense. Obviously, that's the end goal. But if you don't have that option, which a lot of teams don't, and you're looking at draft prospects and you're comparing a pure pocket passer who can't move, uh, but does a lot of, you know, anticipation, does all these great things to a guy who has that mobility, has that high floor of he can already gain yards for you with his legs, but the accuracy is not there and stuff like that. Like which type of quarterback would you personally prefer as a draft prospect? I want the guy that's going to help me win football games. And I think we put too much emphasis on the quarterback position. If you make the 11, uh, you know, the 52 better, the 53rd guy, the quarterback just can't go out there and, and, you know, play terrible. So because people are looking for this unicorn in terms of the quarterback has to be great, because when the quarterback is not great, it's it instantly turns to, oh, they have to build around him. He needs help, help and weapons. But I thought yeah. y'all said the great quarterback is supposed to make everybody around him better. Like, which one is it? You know, so it's not necessarily Pat Mahomes and, and you know, being able to play from the pocket, which is another cold word, or play outside the pocket. What, yeah. it, what it boils down to in the quarterback that you really want, whether it's a pocket guy or a guy that has athleticism, it's the, the fact that a guy is great situationally, has great situational awareness is great versus pressure, both of the moment and, uh, uh, you know, coming from the defense. Guys that can handle pressure tend to have the success. And when you look at guys that have pressure, when, when pressure is always about having options. And when you don't have options, you tend to feel the pressure. But when you have options in this sense, in this example, oh, I can get out and run if I need to break camp and get out of dodge, that's an option that helps – lower the pressure that you see out there on the field. So there's a difference between Jared Goff and a Jalen Hurts. You know, Goff and, and Hurts probably, if you just had them just throw the football, they probably look about the same. Hurts may have a little bit more stronger arm. But throwing the ball just, you know, but now when you add the fact that here comes the blitz, mm-hmm. Goff is someone that will try to short arm it, throw it quick, take a sack, can't get out of, out of harm's way, well, Hertz will still be able to stay calm, stare down the gun barrel, and fire a shot, or realize this guy is coming full speed. I already know I have the outside available. I'm gonna just spin out by myself some more time, or just take off. So when you have options, the pressure is less for you. So it's about finding guys that are not afraid of pressure. And when you look at that, nine times out of ten, you tend to see a lot of guys that have mobility. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So coming up, guys, we're going to continue this conversation about quarterback play, about, again, racial bias and stuff like that, too, that comes into this. And and also, again, with these mobile passers, how it kind of helps play callers as well. We're going to talk about that, all that coming up. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app. And if you've ever thought you make a great GM, well, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think it is to create a dynasty. I know my co-host here, Jake, has actually struggled quite a bit to not get fired after the first couple seasons. So he's trying his best. I'm going to try to talk him through it. We'll see what we can do. Uh, When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to find or trying to build a historic dynasty 
With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches, managing all finances, navigating your franchise through free agency, draft injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, played on the go, and as you want, when you want to. Locked On Colts listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps in the game store, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, Emery, so we've talked about, obviously, how the NFL has gotten to where they are now, how they've gone from, again, a lot of racial bias, a lot of bad history at the NFL, to it's looking better now. We're finally we're finally taking in these these athletic quarterbacks. We're putting guys like Anthony Richardson, for instance, 6'5", 240 pounds, 4'4", speed. This is a guy in the past who would have been turned a tight end on the way to the NFL. You know, heck, they tried to do it with Lamar Jackson a couple years ago, put him at wide receiver and stuff like that. We're finally, again, getting past this. We're having teams kind of accept mobile quarterbacks and not only in the scrambling ability, like you said there with Jalen Hurts, but also in the designed run game. You know, just how does it kind of impact a defense having a quarterback who's always a threat to run in that design run game? You know, read options, power read, you know, veers and stuff like that. How does that stress a defense having a quarterback like that? because it evens out the numbers. It makes it an 11 on 11 game for the duration of history. You know, football has been 11 on 10 because yeah. you didn't particularly expect the running, the, the running coming from the quarterback, uh, which is why if you go back and look at, you know, teams that ran the option back when the option was the offense um, and they were able to get a great athlete who also had great, you know, situational awareness to operate the option offense that's why Nebraska was blowing the doors off so many people for decades, right? Yeah. So now what we're seeing is defenses have to account for the 11th guy. So you can't just have an advantage in terms of how you fit the run, how you try to set the edge, or you can't just crash down on the backside when you have to now worry about a quarterback either on a naked bootleg or on a zone read pulling the ball and going where you just left. So you have to be a little bit hesitant. And when you're hesitant, that extra one second or a second and a half of hesitation just allows the offensive lineman to get an advantageous angle on the block or even get to the second level, which now makes the running game pop. So that's why you tend to see running backs that are paired with a mobile quarterback have healthy yard per carry averages. Go back and look at, you know, Michael Vick when he was paired with Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn had his highest yards per carry average when he was with Michael Vick. CJ2K was CJ2K when he was with Vince Young. He was CJ1300 with everybody else, right? Yeah. You know, so when you think about putting a great back with a mobile quarterback, the numbers are going to be ridiculous. So when you think about that aspect, now in the passing side of it, because you can't turn your back to a mobile quarterback, it'll turn into a four-by-one relay because everybody's going to be running the same way because you have your back turned. It's going to take off and run. Now you got to play zone. Well, and also now you're reading what's going on in the backfield because maybe you have to be a, an alley defender. You're leaving a, a vacated space behind you. You have to really open up these passing windows because you got to account for the mobile quarterback. That one person, and it's not necessarily if you you have someone that's back there just running around all the time. A lot of times it's just a threat of having the run. Yeah. Lamar is most dangerous in the pocket. Yeah, because yeah. now you got to be you got to play zone. You got to be hesitant. You got to. 
be a little bit more aware. Oh, he may run. Now all these receivers have all this room to work with. You kind of want him to get outside the pocket. You know, you yeah. don't want the mobile quarterback to stay in. The worst play is the play when they're sitting there back in the pocket because now they're just dictating what you do defensively. Yeah, yeah. And again, those higher time to throws and stuff like that, because these guys can just sit back there all day and they always are going to threaten you with that ability to run. I, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago covering the Colts when the Colts were playing uh, the Ravens. I think it was 20, 2020. Uh, it was when Lamar threw for almost 300 yards in the fourth quarter alone, where he was sitting back there just dancing around, you know, and, and there was nothing the Colts could do because they were just playing contain with their edge rushers. Uh, they were having their their safety come down and play in that robber just to watch him. Uh, and he was just ripping them apart with his ability to throw the ball. And uh, kind of everything you were talking about did kind of lead into my next question is, you know, we saw last year in the NFL, explosive plays were down. You know, explosive plays came crashing down and explosive football became a minimum thing because teams were sitting back in that too high. They were sitting back in that Fangio cover four or the, the Tampa two and stuff like that. And they were having those two safeties over the top of everything. And they were making offenses go dink and dunk all the way down the field. Now, when you have a mobile quarterback, how can you sit in too high all game when you have that mobile quarterback? Because that's when the explosive running game comes in. Right. Because if you go back and look at how teams attack cover two, when they, when the Bucks were making it their defense, you know, once they found a way to kind of get you know, a corral on a Warren Sapp, you know, or, you know, what the Bears were running with Lovey Smith. It's like, hey, okay, all we got to do is run the football. If we are good up front, we can run the ball and, you know, attack the the the, the middle of the field. We, we're going to have success. So now you find ways where, okay, well, if they're going to sit in that cover four, cover two, and try to, you know, take away the deep ball or the explosive plays, we're just going to run the football because we have an advantageous box even more so because we have the 11th guy at quarterback. So it, it does cause a ton of problems for a defense just from a number standpoint. And when you factor in a tight end that's athletic or now you have a game breaker that could, a running back that can make one miss, it puts even more strain. You're still going to get explosive, but you're giving it up on the ground as opposed to giving it up uh, deep down the field. So it kind of sounds like you're talking about the Colts a little bit here. Jelani Woods at tight end, athletic, you know, J Jonathan Taylor at running back. Uh, and, and this kind of just comes to my my overall conclusion, my overall point that I was trying to make with, with this entire episode and yesterday's episode, if you guys caught that, is when you have a head coach like Shane Steichen, where he's a Norv Turner disciple, he wants to attack you down the field. He wants those explosives. He wants to be number one in explosives every single year. And he did that with the Eagles last two seasons. Wouldn't it make the most sense to get a mobile passer to contribute to the explosive game on offense? Absolutely, because now your entire playbook is open. You know, now your run game is going to be explosive. Your, your sprint out passing game is going to be explosive. Your, you know, waggle game is going to be explosive. Your play action passing game is going to be explosive. You get everything that you want to do with the guy back there that's mobile. And if you don't have a mobile guy, because, uh, you know, a guy that's not as explosively mobile as, um, and Anthony Richardson, because people will probably bring up, but well, what about Joe Burrow? Well, Joe Burrow has that situational awareness, that toughness that you want to where it slows down. And he's not afraid or above himself to get out there and scramble, too. That's the difference yeah. between him and golf. You know, so and it also helps when you have three legit number one wide receivers, too. And Higgins, yes. Boyd and also uh, Jamar Chase. That threatens the defense as well, because now you really have to focus on coverage, which gives you room 
to go and scramble if you want to go and take off and scramble. So there's different ways to skin the cat. But if you have a guy that at the end of the day, things break down and, you know, he can take off and go score. That's a, that's a threat in and of itself. As defensive coordinators, which quarterback would they not want to play or face? And 10 times out of 10 is going to be the guy that has the elite level mobility. Yep. Yep. So it, you kind of touched on my overall point and, and, you know, I didn't want to talk too many things about quarterbacks in this draft class, but if you're listening to our whole conversation today, guys, everyone listening, which quarterback were we kind of talking about in this draft class? Which quarterback were we kind of talking about? Which one has the explosive ability to run? Who's the freak athlete who can attack the ball vertically down the field? I know he's uh, me and Emery's QB1 in this draft class. So again, make sure you guys are getting Emery Hunt's uh, draft guide, one of the most expansive, extensive, in-depth looks at this draft class. And and honestly, it's perfect for me because I'm obsessed with small school guys and finding which small school guys can become NFL guys. Uh, And because of his draft guide alone, you know, I found a guy like Marte Mapu out of Sacramento State. Like, oh, he is so good. Such a good football player. Uh, Emery, if you want to let people know where they can find you and also uh, where they can find that draft guide and stuff like that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. And you can order your copy of the draft guide, over 1,000 individual scouting reports, full color PDF, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. I've gone to all eight all-star events and games. Um, I've been at the combine. So you're getting this information from someone that not only calls college football games on Saturday, but has gone and scouted all of these all-star events. No one has done that, but I, you can find that at footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. It's the industry standard in terms of scouting reports and draft guides, all the pertinent information you need. It does, listen, week six, while you're watching your favorite team, you're watching the Colts play. You don't care about someone's vertical jump or three cone drill. You want to know what this guy can do, what he can't do, and how good is he and who he compares to. We got all that covered for you in our draft guide. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure you guys are following Emery there on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Make sure you're following us on social medias at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks too on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the NFL draft to salary cap management to more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys next week.